When it comes to leadership, there is no need to reinvent the wheel. Character is what eventually makes or breaks leaders. Yet, it's the most ignored and overlooked aspect of leadership development today. We have the perfect leadership role model, and that's Jesus. We simply need to follow his lead, allowing him to work in and through us. Welcome to Lead Like Jesus podcast. Leadership starts on the inside. Welcome back to the Lead Like Jesus podcast. My name is Rich Cummins, and joining me today are my good friends, Dr. Estella Chavu and Lauren Miller. And we're continuing our conversation on emotional intelligence in Christ. Today, we're going to talk about self-control. It's a chapter that I wrote in the book, this project that the three of us have done together called Emotional Intelligence in Christ. The chapter on self-control is one that I've written, but it's something that we've all explored and examined, and it's something so, so needed today. So, so Dr. Estella, why don't you remind us, bring us back to the four elements of emotional intelligence in Christ. Okay, yeah, Rich, there are four behaviors that we came together and decided to uh, bring forth as behaviors that show if you're emotionally intelligent in Christ. And those are personal identity, and that's, of course, your, who, who you are and, and your, how does your relationship shape your understanding of yourself. The second one is self-control, and that has all to do with the fruits of the spirit. Uh, the third one is altruistic attitude, and that is the giving uh, and giving something unselfishly without expecting anything back. And the last one is Christ connection. And of course, we know that's about being uh, connected with a deeper relationship and awareness of how you connect with others in the Christ community. Yeah, thank you. And Lauren, so self-control. Now, when we think about emotional intelligence in a classic sense, you think about self-awareness, you think about self-management, you think about uh, social awareness, and then relationship management. But that second element, which is self-management, typically that includes not only self-control, but discipline, goal orientation, how we relate to values and principles, our adaptability, and our relationships and feelings with respect to our relationships and feelings. But self-control, we've identified that as being very significant with respect to biblical application of this model that we've been talking about, emotional intelligence in Christ. And so talk about self-control with respect to the fruit of the spirit and why you call it the anchor of the rest of the fruit. Absolutely. Well, the other fruits, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, are not possible without the caboose of the spirit uh, of the of the um, all, all of those fruits of the spirit, which is self control. I can't love well. I can't love you well if I don't practice self control, because sometimes I'll be in the halt. This is in a little neuroscience. It's called the halt when I'm hungry, angry, lonely, tired, or sick. Anytime I'm hungry, angry, lonely, tired, or sick, you can be sure that my ability to be kind, to be gentle, to be patient is going to be highly compromised. And so self-control allows the rest of the fruits of the spirit to take root and show up in my behavior and your behavior through the activation of the Holy Spirit, which is part of our definition of emotional intelligence in Christ. It's the activation of the Holy Spirit within us to discern and manage personal emotions and behaviors in a way that honors God 
to help us to love as Jesus loved. And so that activation really is the work of the Holy Spirit in our Absolutely. lives. And so talk about that with respect to uh, self-control being the ramification of surrendering to the presence and authority of Jesus. You speak about that in the book. Let us know a little bit more what you were thinking. Absolutely. Self-control is the ramification as a result of basically uh, surrendering all that we are to the authority of God within us. Without that choice of surrender, our decision on our part, Lord, I am nothing without you. I am a shell of a woman unless you show up today and do your mighty work through me. That, that sense of uh, complete, utter, Jesus, I surrender myself to you, you take care of everything, activates within us the ability to be self-controlled. Because if we're attentive enough, we will hear that still small voice behind us saying, mm, don't say that. Step away. You're hungry. Have a power bar. Have something to drink. You skipped lunch. You need to take care of yourself. You can't give out what you haven't taken that time to build up within. And so it's that surrendering that allows us to hear the voice of God guiding us in terms of helping us manage our emotions and behaviors in a way that honors God. And it walks through the archway of self-control. Self-control makes that possible to make God recognizable. I can't make God recognizable unless I have the activation of the Holy Spirit within me through my surrender to God, to be able to practice self-control so that I get out of the way. There was one story in particular where I was particularly self-absorbed one day. Perhaps some of the listeners can relate to that, particularly hijacked by my own to-do list and what I was all about. And the Holy Spirit gently, kindly, which he often does, interrupted me and simply said, hey, it's not all about you. You are my ambassador, and I am making my appeal through you for my glory. It's when we think we are our own ambassador, making our own appeal through us for our glory, that we get hijacked, and then we don't even have access to self-control in a way to honor God and to, to have that emotional intelligent awareness that gives us the ability to activate self-control, which is our so topic today. We've almost forgotten our self or our own identity then, our identity in yeah. Christ at that point. Absolutely. We've been hijacked by something outside of us. Yeah. So we give more authority to the strength of God within us. Who do you say that I am? Because you know what? I don't trust myself. Yeah. I'll hit, that's my prayer these days. I'll hit my knees in the morning. I do not trust myself. I will not show up in a way that honors you unless you are the authority over my words, over my thoughts, over my emotions and behaviors today. I know that. So I've said a prayer similar to that many times. There have been many times where I've said to the Lord, I just don't like myself right now, the way I'm Yeah, acting. yeah, absolutely. And so I need to be more like you. <laughs> so doc, Dr. Estella, let's talk about that a little more, bit more. The word most commonly used in the Bible for self-control is an inkratia. And so it actually means self-mastery, or power of oneself. Let's just go a little bit deeper. What does that mean to you with respect to impulse control in particular? There are different kinds of control, right? There's impulse control, there's emotional control, there's movement control. Uh -huh. You know, all those result in an action or reaction that can be 
good or bad, right? Um, so we need to, I think what we need to do is, again, I think we have to go back to the source of our power and the source of our power is the Holy Spirit. And I love our definition. I'm, I'm just going to read it again. Emotional intelligence in Christ is the activation of the Holy Spirit within us to manage behaviors and emotions in a way that honors God. That speaks to it 100%. In order for us to fully be able to have self-control, we have to call on him and we have to do it early. You mentioned, you mentioned sometimes you don't like yourself and sometimes you, I, you know, there's many days I wake up and I don't like myself, but I have to realize that it's the flesh. I have been born again. I have been, I have been made new. I'm a new person in Christ and I love myself. I have to yeah. love myself because I'm a new person because I love God. Right. And I think that's what we have to do. We have to control our, our, our impulse to, to stop and know when to stop and think we have to control our emotions to know what we need to focus on. You know, we need to control our emotions to know uh, how to control our body movements and our anger that we show. So I think it just takes really just calling on him and putting him first and letting him lead, uh, lead like Jesus, right? Mm, amazing. So more of you, less of me yes. in the moment. Absolutely. So and so let's talk about Jesus as that prime example or that ambassador of emotional intelligence. And so, Lauren, you and I have discussed this before and perhaps on a previous podcast about when Jesus was in the wilderness being tempted. You talk about impulse control. Walk us through that. Walk us through the four P's. Yeah, you know, I, I was actually just talking to a client today about that, that, that there, are, there are four areas that we easily get hijacked. They show up differently for all of us, power, popularity, position, and passion. And what's interesting in Luke chapter four, if you, if you just take some time to camp on those verses where Jesus is in the desert with Satan, it is the same theme, different stage. Satan's doing the same thing he's done since the garden. He is, he is trying to get us to be independent from God. He's trying to hijack us. And truly, when, when Satan, you know, comes to Jesus, his, his arsenal is the scripture. So he comes back with scripture. What's interesting, I think it's by the second time, Satan's pretty crafty. And he realizes, hmm, I'm going to use the weapon he's fighting with and throw it right back at him. So he switches around and comes back with the scripture. But God says this, Jesus isn't phased because he has self-control. He knows that victory is already his. He simply just comes back with another scripture and stands firm. How many times do we allow that prodding or poking in the area of our position? If somebody else gets something that we want, you know, jealousy is simply an emotion that arises when we think that somebody else has something that we think we need in order to be enough. Envy is the same thing something that somebody has something, we envy it. Truly what we're saying is that that person has something we think we need in order to feel successful, power, to be popular, popularity, or to be acknowledged or enough or successful, position. And then the passion, the area of the passion, passions have run rampant in our society today. And Jesus is constantly inviting us back to that victory to stay centered and objective, to remember the one who calls you is faithful. 
and he will do it. And that's that area of self-control to not give authority to any other voice that's planted in the area of power, popularity, position, or passion, except to the voice of God. What does God say about popularity? Jesus wasn't confined by status or the opinions of other people. What does God say about position? The greatest among you must be the least. The least among you will be the greatest, meaning go lower, <laughs> take the smallest seat at the table, allow God to take you where he wants to seat you. But you stay low until the Holy Spirit says, I want you to go here now because you've developed the character enough to handle it successfully and successfully meaning that you're going to honor God in that place of position or that place of, of uh, power, popularity, or even overcoming any passions. It's, it all comes down to how Jesus handled it in Luke chapter four, when he encountered the devil um, against those specific areas. Yeah. And so Dr. Estella, let's talk about how Jesus handled other situations that were heightened with emotions. One in particular that comes to mind is in the garden and in the garden when uh, he was betrayed. Talk about that night a little bit and what stands out to you as far as emotional self-control. You know, Jesus is just amazing. I mean, he, um, you know, he modeled, he, he was able to model every emotion we have and he did that even you know in, in the garden when you know it's he he's able to we I always say that our goal is to model the behavior of jesus and he was able to do that he modeled not being angry you know he, you know because there was a lot of times when he was uh, he he should have been angry and if it were me <laughs> i would have reacted just got betrayed by one of your accused. closest people he was unjustly he was, accused he was he he, he, he was betrayed wow you know it's like and he and he he forgave all the act of forgiveness which is so hard for us as as in the flesh to forgive people um so i think it's all the emotions that he showed in that in that situation were, were lessons for us um even when he was being tempted by satan he was showing us that we are not to follow that. We are not to, we, this is how we should act. This is how our strength should be. Our source is his word. And he was showing us all that. And he showed us that in, in, even in, in every example in the Bible. So mm -hmm. I, I think that um, I, every lesson in the Bible, is a, it shows us how we are to act and behave. And, um, and, and he, 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 he modeled the behavior for all of us. That's why there's no emotional intelligence has nothing to do with anything else, but Jesus, you know, because Jesus is the one that is the true control, the, the source of emotional intelligence. Fantastic. The other, the other piece I was going to just jump on, on what you were saying, Dr. Stella, is that picture this scene. He is in the garden unjustly accused knowing exactly what was going to happen. It reminds me of when I was diagnosed with advanced cancer and the doctor laid out for me, you are going through two years of chemo, six weeks of daily radiation, 14 <clears throat> surgeries, and whatever else experimental things that we need to do, this is what's going to happen. Yeah. And I remember identifying with Jesus very closely and meditating upon, Lord, I feel like I'm in the garden. I know what's coming 
ahead. I didn't want to lose my hair. I didn't want to go through the experience of radiation and they were trying to get me five years and leaving my children without a mom mm. that I could have been paralyzed by fear, which I was many times. Jesus, here's Jesus in the garden. He could call down legions of angels. Yes. Mm-hmm. This is the piece of self-control. Yes. Yeah. And he you- could have easily called down legions of angels. You know, the, the, um, the ear of the uh, centurion was cut off. Yeah. You know, yeah. and what does Jesus do? Hey, put your swords Stop. away. No, Self-control. Yes. He, he, yeah. could, he could have totally just been like, but the of angels, I'm out of here. And he didn't. Yeah. But the interesting thing is, this was prophecy in the Old Testament, right? People knew that Jesus was coming, but they yeah. still... But but Jesus, they still did not have the emotional intelligence that Jesus had, even knowing and believing in God that 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 He was coming, that the prophet was going to change things, and and Jesus had to come to Earth to show us how to believe and how to act, because because we couldn't do it on our own, we couldn't do it in the flesh. We had to have the Savior to come and show us, and that's that that whole scene, you know, all the emotions were there: hate, jealousy, betrayal. Um, fear, you know, surrender. everything, surrender. Everything well, and, 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 and so talk about that part, the surrender. What are his words to Judas? He was able to have presence. He was able to be in the moment. He controlled his emotions and he said, do what you came to do. Yes. He, he knew, knew what he had to do. He, he knew, knew he what he had, had to do. do. And he said, I know what, you know, I know. Yes. It's, it's, and it's, he didn't compromise his identity. No. Because when they came up to him and they said, where is, are you, are you Jesus? Or where is, where is Jesus? I am he, mm-hmm. he claimed his identity. He didn't shrink back mm-hmm. knowing the ramifications of that. I can't tell you how many times I've stretched the truth or I didn't speak up in my life. I call myself a recovered liar before Jesus got a hold of me in my teenage years, because I didn't people lie because they're afraid of the ramifications. If they tell the truth, Right. And the fear, the fear the of fear, what the fear and the anxiety. The flesh. Yes. That's exactly it. He didn't. He stepped up. No. I'm Jesus. Because knowing he, the he ramifications did. of claiming his identity. Wow. <laughs> I, so I wrote the chapter of this book and you guys got everything to say. I love it. It's awesome. <laughs> so, so, Lauren, let's just talk briefly. We talked about temptation. That's one. Yeah. That's one area where self-control can become very important. Another one is stress and stressors. Briefly talk with us a little bit about that. Sure. So the definition of stress is actually the power you give or I give to any outside circumstance to define three things, your worth, your value, and what you believe you're capable of handling successfully. You've been hijacked. I get hijacked all the time. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when and how quickly can you come back. Whenever you feel a strong emotion and you feel your heart starting to race, these are just some of the side effects of, of stress. Chronic stress can, in fact, there was a study I was reading the other day, 94% of doctor visits are stress-induced or, or because of stress, stress-induced illnesses. So I don't have the gene for cancer. I was diagnosed with advanced cancer one week prior to my final divorce court date. I was under extreme stress. And my body manifested it that way. 
So we have an invitation with Christ sitting on the throne of our hearts, how much power we give to outside circumstance. One of the techniques that I shared actually at our recent Lead Like Jesus event is called the thymus tap. We actually have major circuit breakers in our body that when we get stressed, they get flipped on, so to speak, and it's called an HPA access. The hypothalamus triggers the pituitary and the adrenals, stress hormone, we can only fight, flight, or freeze. So to calm that body down, calming the amygdala so we can get back into executive thinking or Christ-focused thinking, to calm the body, we must address stress where it manifests. So in the body, just tapping on the thymus, which is, there's a U-shaped dip at the base of your neck, just tapping with your four fingers, just declaring four statements. I'm willing to have faith and confidence in Christ in spite of this whatever this stressor is, I'm willing to believe that my future is secure in Christ. I'm willing to believe that I am secure in Christ. And by doing this for one minute, saying the mantra, those three statements, you are calming, sending a message of calm to the amygdala so you can get your body out of the way so the spirit can shine, the Holy Spirit can speak to you again. So if you guys see me doing this all of a sudden, it's not some yeah. crazy nervous that you know what I'm doing. And so that's a great tool. That's a good reminder of a way that you can, you can work with your body and the way you're wired to calm yourself. But the key part was the conversation you were having with God, yeah. the prayer you were having with God. Now let's talk about a couple of more tools really quick before we wrap here. And so in the moment, I want to call this self-control on demand and think of it as a, a remote control, if you will. So we can always hit the pause button, take a time out, relax, pray, and respond rather than react. The next thing is volume control. Manage the magnitude of the response. Turn that volume down. Take control of the, the conversation in a way that calms it, soothes it. Take the consequences and impact into consideration when you're doing that. Fine tune, which means gather the information. Pray for discernment. Ask the spirit to give you more information so that you can make that decision, whatever it might be, not out of an impulse, but out of a controlled response. Mute. So listen and be attentive. Stay in the moment. Be present. Just like Jesus, he was in those moments. Focus. You know, our brains aren't really wired for multitasking. So focus on what you need to focus on in that moment so you don't make an impulsive decision. Record. So hit the record button. Get the significant details right. Record it, rephrase it, and repeat it, especially if you're having a conversation with somebody so that they know that you're in it with them and that you're listening to them. Then play it back. Learn from your experiences. Give yourself feedback so that you'll generate better responses in the future. And then finally, fast forward. Don't let the hurts and angers in life linger around. Because remember, emotions, emotions don't get buried dead. They get buried alive and they will often resurface. And so let's deal with them now. And so I like to say, forgive, forgive, forgive. That way you're not a, a slave to that bitterness. In fact, that bitterness is what, what do we call it? It's like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. I've heard that before. Yeah. And so, so that's kind of an in the moment on demand set of tools you can use. Think about a remote control, pause, like that. control the volume, tune it. Mute, focus, record, playback. But really, if you want to have the mind of Christ, you got to get close to the vine. 
you're a branch. So get close to the vine so you can learn more about Jesus and how he would react and respond in these situations. And so at Lead Like Jesus, we, we say the being habits are how you stay on track. If you want to be more like Christ, then you need to do the things he did. He experienced solitude first and foremost. Oftentimes he would get away from the commotion. He could have been doing things 24 seven. Jesus was here on earth for 33 years. He was on mission for three years. And in that three years, he could have just done miracle after miracle, but he didn't. He chose to withdraw to lonely places and to be with the father. Solitude, very important. If you want to be more like Christ to gain self-control, practice prayer. He spoke with the father. He conversed with him daily. It's not all about these and thou's. It's about actually talking to the Lord. In fact, Lauren, you gave us that the, the tap tool there a little bit ago, but I think a key to that is the prayer, the conversation with the Lord. And then scripture, scripture, studying it and applying scripture is something that when Jesus came into ministry, he was quoting Isaiah. So it was very important to him, needs to be important to us if we want self-control. Accepting and abiding in God's unconditional love. God loves us. So it all goes back to who you are and whose you are and knowing that the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords loves you dearly. You are beloved. You were fearfully and wonderfully made. He loves you so much, Lord God, that he sent his only son to die on that rugged, rugged cross just for you and just for me. And so we've got to accept. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Now the final one, the final one, which is cool because the three of us are modeling it here is to stay in control of your own motions. You need to be involved in supporting relationships. And that's real simple. Grace and truth. Have people around you that love you and want you to be all that God has called you to be. And at the same time, loving you means sometimes telling you the truth, you know, and that may hurt somewhat. And so the Bible has a little bit to say about that, doesn't it, Lauren? What's your favorite verse on that as far as uh, words from from a friend versus, uh, you know, an enemy? Well, I I think really, again, it goes back to getting out of our own way so that we can hear the the, the voice of God speaking behind us saying, this is the way, walk in it. This is the word I want you to say, say it. I want you to be silent. I want you to go forward. It's really getting our mind out of the way so that Mm. we can hear what the spirit of God says. And it's in that behavior, that lead like Jesus behavior that we talk about, lead like Jesus, to, to go into solitude. Even in the midst of the hustle, yeah. you can still between transitions go into that place of solitude. Many retreats between transitions. I think that mindfulness and being focused is so important. And, and you say staying on the word. I heard a staggering statistic um, that even the christians very rarely pick up the bible they go to church on sundays to understand the the word of god and that is so not the way we are supposed to do Uh, you mentioned jesus walked the earth and all he did was preach and that's Mm -hmm. we need to learn and read and stay in his word so we can understand and be mindful of him abide me and you will bear much fruit yes apart from me you can do nothing nothing you gotta try it the being <laughs> habits, the being habits are key to gaining self-control. So yeah. we are out of time. This has been a wonderful conversation. <laughs> Dr. Estella, would you please give a prayer for our audience with respect to gaining self-control in their lives? Yes, I will. Heavenly Father, I come to you with thanks and praise. You are an awesome God, worthy to be praised, and we're praising you today, Lord. We love you so much deeply. 
thank you for uh, being in our heart and our soul and our mind. Uh, thank you for helping us to understand and learn about self-control and model the behavior that you had for us. Um, Lord, when we feel an emotion coming up that's not of God, please let us recognize that encounter, identify that behavior, and then course correct the way that you would have us do. We love you. We thank you for all that you do for us and your continued blessings in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Dr. Estella, Lauren, thank you both for joining us today. Been another great conversation around emotional intelligence in Christ. And we want to thank you, Kingdom Leaders, for joining us today. If you want to learn more about Lead Like Jesus, go to our website, leadlikejesus.com, or you can follow us on your favorite social media outlet. We're on Facebook, we're on LinkedIn, we're on Instagram. So that's it for now. So remember, leadership starts on the inside. Goodbye.